Hi, I'm Lisa, and welcome to In Pursuit. This episode is a part of the On Air series. On Air is a series featuring other podcast hosts, and the whole meaning behind it is to present the person behind the microphone. There are so many interesting and unique podcasts out there and new ones emerging every single day. So the whole idea behind this is that behind every neat idea is a really cool person. And I hope to showcase a handful of them throughout this series. So welcome to On Air and I hope that you get to connect with a new podcast that you might have not heard of before. Today's episode in particular, I sat down with Natalie Nadine, who is the host of Unapologetically Her. Unapologetically Her is a podcast focused towards women by women to just talk about all things pop culture. And the whole idea is to stop being apologetic about who you are and what you believe in and what you do. Natalie is such a cool person and she'll get into this a little bit, but she studied communications in college. And so we talk about how that transferred over to what she's doing now with her podcast and her YouTube channel. And she not only gives pointers to emerging these two arenas, but she also just gives really good life lessons on doing what you do and not apologizing for it and just following your passions regardless how oversaturated the field may be and so I love this conversation with Natalie and she's seriously so hilarious if you want to see me cracking up I posted the first 20 minutes up on IGTV I was laughing the whole time and I really just enjoyed everything that she said and really enjoyed her company so i hope you guys enjoy this episode as well and i hope you feel like you are just a part of the conversation that we are having i really liked when it, she specifically said that you are reaching someone regardless your audience or regardless how many people may be viewing your episodes and so the whole goal should be to really connect with those people and to really just understand who supports you and who is rooting for you and it doesn't have to be large numbers because the real connection comes with that one-on-one sort of relationship and I really resonated with that. I think that it just shows that you don't have to have a million followers to be a successful journalist or writer or podcast host and I loved how she put that. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello, Natalie. Hello, hello. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're good so far. Just staying strong, keeping safe from Corona. Mm-hmm. Trying yeah. our best. <laughs> right? I When I tell you. <laughs> What's it like in Canada and how are they kind of handling that? Well, so far, at least where I'm at, I'm in Toronto. So it's really one of the big, like, major cities. But so far, everything's kind of been controlled. Our cases have lowered our death toll. I think today actually was, like, breaking news. We haven't had any deaths for at least the the whole day. I don't know if it's a whole day or the week so far. So it's calming down a bit. But, again, that can't allow people to get reckless. Like, make sure you stay on top of it. You keep your distance. Wear your masks. Mm -hmm. We all hate it. I know it's hot. Trust me, it's hot here, too. We don't live in igloos. It's hot in Toronto. Please just, just wear your masks. That's it. And wash your hands. Sanitize. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who is Natalie Nadine? Do you want to give us a background of just everything you're about, your origins? 
Yes. Okay. Oh, that's such a complex question. Who is Natalie Nadine? Okay. So I say it's like having split personalities. So Natalie, which is my first name, everybody knows me by that. You know, it's professional, it's academic, it's who you meet in a professional setting. Nadine is like my alter ego. Still part of my name, but you know how you have like Sasha Fierce, which was Beyonce's alter ego? Okay, so Nadine is mine. And Nadine's like, okay, that more like lively person, the person you see on the internet. Because trust me, in person, I am shy when I'm first meeting people or if I'm in a situation that I'm not comfortable with. So I kind of have to put Natalie to the side, put a little shy girl to the side and bring Nadine out and be like, okay, we're just going to YOLO it. We're going to just, you know, we're just going to take that jump into the deep end. Natalie Nadine now, which is what most people know me by, especially on social media, on my podcast, it's kind of a mixture of the two. So mixing that professional, mixing what everybody knows with the unknown and kind of having that nice blend. So that's the complex version of who Natalie Nadine is. Again, if people know me through other social media platforms, White is my last name. So yes, I know I'm black and my last name's White. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but that is just, again, ties into everything that I am. I'm from Toronto, born and raised, but of Jamaican descent. There are a lot of Jamaicans in Toronto and yeah, how the diversity is over there. Okay, so in terms of a lot of Jamaicans in Toronto, there definitely is. Toronto, I would say, is one of the one of the cities in Canada just in general where there's a lot of diversity. Just even Ontario in itself, the province, there's a lot of like very multicultural, but yeah, a lot of Jamaicans, like Asians, Africans. It's just a mixture of everyone. And I think that's why I love Toronto so much, is literally you can step outside and you can see like five different countries in front of you. Mm-hmm. Different parts, you have Greek town, you have little Jamaica, you have Chinatown, you have like little Africa, you have like, you know, little Portugal, you have so many little different sections in the city that gives you like the whole experience. Like you really don't need, you don't have to get on a plane in order to explore a different culture. You literally could just, okay, let's go downtown Toronto, get off at this station, we're in a whole new country. Sometimes it could be overwhelming because you're like, this is a lot going on, but I love it. <laughs> and have you ever thought about living somewhere else, especially now that like you're older? To be honest, I always thought, okay, you know, Toronto, I'll live here forever. This is where I want to be. But I think as I got older, I figured that I actually want to expand my horizons, expand, you know, opportunities and just views of life. So I probably wouldn't live somewhere else permanently because of course this is where my family is, this is where I grew up. But I've always wanted to live in other parts of Canada, for example, Quebec, because I do speak French. So I'm like, okay, that would be a great blend. Or I would say, if I came to the States as well, I was thought, okay, that's kind of cool. It's just like, it's somewhat similar, but there's still so many differences. So I would say the States, Quebec, or I would have moved to like Europe. Oh yes, girl, I'm thinking like, you know, England, France. And then when I get older, I will retire in Jamaica. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Have you done a lot of traveling up to this point? Mm, yes and no depends on what we describe as a lot of traveling like for me yes because I literally travel to Jamaica and the states a lot however I also say no because those are the only two places I travel to and I want to travel to places where I don't have family there 
places I've never been before I wouldn't even have thought of. So it's a yes and no kind of answer. I love that. So growing up, what was the first thing you remember that you wanted to be? Ooh, okay. So growing up, I think my my main thing was I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a French immersion teacher. I'm going to work with like elementary school teacher, teacher, teacher. That'll change once I hit university. Completely changed. I studied, ended up studying communications. Completely forgot about teaching and just went straight media. Mm. So whether it be writing, whether it's doing podcasts like these, whether it's doing YouTube, whether it's doing like photography, which is, you know, a form of visual communications, I just fell in love with it. And yeah, so growing up, I wanted to be a teacher. That was my goal. But here we are now where I'm like, I can still teach, but I want to find a different way of teaching people. I want to reach people beyond the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when did that transition sort of happen? Like, when did you decide to study communications? Ooh, it was like during grade, in grade 12, we had this class called, um, what's called writer's craft. So again, you were to study different forms of writing, journalism, storytelling, fiction, nonfiction, um, write a biography about someone that you like. And I'm just like, okay, like writing a story, this is like what you you I, this is a lot of brain work and then it came to the journalism unit where again we had to write all these news articles and i'm like i grew it's weird to say but like i grew up watching the news i know mm-hmm. we all watch the news but religiously six o'clock news from six to seven the channel couldn't be switched so i would sit with my mom and watch the news and i would see how the journalists kind of like speak to people cover the hot topics watched a lot of entertainment news. So everything that I used to watch, I carried over into that writer's craft class. And then I realized this is something that I really like to do. And then I'm like, okay, I did really well in this unit. I have just a little, a fire, a spark kind of just lit in me. And I'm just like, wait a minute, this could be a thing. So when it came time to apply for schools and for someone again, who thought she would have been a teacher, you would have thought all my applications would have been geared towards teaching. No, no. All my applications ended up being geared towards journalism, communications, journalism, journalism, journalism. So that, it was a really great 12 was that big shift mm-hmm. where it's like, there is more than what meets the eye. Because I think, especially growing up, I don't know how it is for you, but I think growing up, we're always told like, you know, teaching, lawyer, doctor, like, there's very just main, right? Engineer. Yes, that's another one. Engineer. There's very just like boxed careers that parents or family or society wants you to go into because they think that's what success means. But it's like, there's more than that. So I actually wish even back in high school or even younger, I knew about media. I knew about social media being a a career in itself knowing that content creating, knowing about writing can lead you past, you know, the daily paper, know about coding and graphic design, and that these are a field for women and black women, not just, you know, your everyday white male, sorry to say, but it's true. That's Mm -hmm. all that we ever saw. We've never really seen black women in those positions. And we've never, was never really exposed to that. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And when we talk about it, people think, okay, you're wasting your time. That's not really going to get you anywhere. But no, no, the world is shifting. And here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how do you think that your studies in communication and university have been real life applicable in your podcast and your YouTube channel? What have you transferred over and what haven't you transferred over? Oh, to be honest, I keep telling people my podcast has been the way that I use my degree. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> waiting to get that dream job in the field. Mm-hmm. But my podcast and YouTube have been the way that I use my degree. So I transferred over how to structure a proper how to structure a proper essay. Not to say that I'm writing essays every minute but how I structure, how I form certain sentences, how I communicate with people when we do these kind of interviews. What I learned in school, that transpired over. My French, haven't quite used it yet. Still trying to figure out how, so maybe that's the one thing I haven't used yet. But communications in terms of how I present myself, how I speak, certain terms and words and language that I use, that has carried over. And I always say because I was someone who I hated writing, from like elementary school to the end of high school, I, I hated writing outside of that one unit in that class. And I never saw myself as a writer. I never saw myself as a communicator. Like I said, believe it or not, I was very shy. We're kind of breaking out of it, but I was very shy and I hated writing. And my French was always better than my English because I did French immersion. So I've been doing French since I was five. You don't really learn English until you hit grade four. So me, communications, mm, not so much. But as soon as I hit university and I actually learned and I was writing about things that I love and I had a passion for, Mm -hmm. and I carried that over into the podcast. So the topics of my podcast, the meaning behind it, I have a love and a passion for it, Mm -hmm. which means I get to use those skills and apply it to make sure I communicate myself effectively. Yeah. What is it? First, you said that you're still working towards your dream job. So I guess my first question would be, what is that? And then kind of following up, like, how do you think it would differ maybe working for someone else versus having communications and using that in a way where it's catered to you and your brand and your content? So how would that sort of change for you? Oh, well, first of all, I feel like the dream job would be not to work for anybody but myself. Okay. I, right? Like the dream job would be I get to wake up at any time of the day, yes. stay in my pajamas or a nice cute tracksuit, <laughs> have like that Instagram, like Pinterest set up at my desk. Which I you feel know? like you're working on right now in the back. Like I can see the, the sign and the plant. <laughs> you know, just be like, oh me, like the Natalie Nadine aura. That would be the dream job. Mm-hmm. however I feel like that will come later on because right. I do want to find that dream job that's in the field that's with bigger corporations or smaller corporations that way I get that inside knowledge as much as I want to work for myself I love learning from others I love seeing okay well how did what did you do to resolve this problem how can I apply it for when I have this problem as well so there's no particular company that I want to work for I feel like just my dream job would be doing a role that I love. So something that ties in communications and social media, that would be the dream job overall, whether it's me or for someone else. I love that. And has that changed as you kind of started your YouTube and your podcasts? Has your sort of vision shifted? Um, I would think so. I feel like as time has moved on, I think my vision expanded. Mm. So like I said, 
back to when we were younger or in high school, it was very just, in a sense, narrow-minded. It was just one link. It's either yes or it's no. It's black or it's white. Now, the more I do this, the more I'm growing, the more I'm evolving, I realize there's that shaded gray area where there's actually so much that you can do. So more and more I'm figuring out, okay, so what is it that I want to do? The other day, a friend of mine helped me in terms of, okay, you like social media, you like doing these things. How about um, social media strategist? How about a social media manager? Like, do you know these are things people pay for? And I'm like, girl, what? And they pay how much? Sign me up. <laughs> where, can, where do I sign? Like, dotted line, here's my name. Don't have to tell me twice. I'm like, what? <laughs> so definitely doing this has definitely just expanded my mind. It forces me to do the research. It forces me to read up on things in the industry that I would have never known on an everyday basis. And I think like when I do hear job, someone who edits someone's podcast or something, like since I'm doing that for myself, I'm like, wow, these people, like it makes sense why someone would hire someone to do this or this or this. So like, yeah. I'm definitely understanding those positions as well. Just like being, doing it on your own. Exactly. You see like, this is something that we're doing for free, but then you see how much work this is. But then you realize, wait a minute, people actually pay for this. Okay, this is where the bag is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, okay, I, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to get into your YouTube channel a little bit and just mm-hmm. have you tell us the background behind that and where it all started. Oh, okay. Well, I have two. So I'll, I'll talk about the main one and ease into the one for the podcast. So the main one I started about 17, whoa, 17 years ago. In 2017, three years ago, three years ago, in 2017, I started my personal channel, Natalie Nadine. I always tell people when I first started that channel, I didn't really think anything of it. I'm like, okay, I need a distraction. Like 2017, you know, everyone just has like that one rough year. That was my year. So I said, okay, you know what? I want a distraction. I'm watching a lot of people like, hey, Paris or Latoya forever. And I'm like... Hmm, maybe I can give this a try. I did one video, which was like, you know, a mini get to know me video. And for some reason, I don't know if it was timing of when I uploaded that video and that video just kind of shot up. For me, what I see it shot up is shot up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wait, people are watching me? Oh, okay. So next time I went out with my friends, I'm like, okay, let's, let's make a vlog. I don't know what about, but let's try it. And it really was just something I started as a distraction from other things to kind of just put my focus somewhere else, aside from school or the negativity. And it's just something I fell in love with. And not because I want to be seen or I want to be on camera, but again, I enjoy making content that makes other people happy. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like I want to spread positivity. I want to spread the good energy to someone else. Because like I said, when I had a bad day, I watched them. So hopefully if you're having a bad day and you watch me, I can lift your spirits as well. Right. So I started doing that. So we went from like just random videos, challenges to vlogs. And then I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then I kind of fell off a bit with school and other things came into play. And then everyone kept saying, keep going, keep going. Like we love your videos, pushing for it. I have like a lot of like close friends who'd be like, 
it doesn't matter if you drop down to 12 views or you have 1200 views at the end of the day you are reaching someone mm -hmm. so keep putting out content you never know when that big break's gonna be so i said okay cool kind of had to find back my mojo and we started it back again so it's not something that i do on a regular basis but i do it when i'm inspired right because I feel like you can kind of tell when someone's doing it out of force and be like, okay, I'm doing this as a chore, not as something that I love. So mm -hmm. although I'm not consistent with it, I do it when I'm inspired, when I know I can give you 110% and not 10% and fake it to 50. Mm -hmm. So I had the main channel and then when my podcasts came to be, and I'm like, okay, there's some podcasts like channels I used to watch and I'm like I kind of like seeing the interaction especially when it's like two hosts I love seeing the interaction the body language like you really get to feel a person's personality so I used to watch um educated and reckless as which is like another Toronto podcast next chat which is a Jamaican podcast and I'm like I like this visual I like to see people's face so I'm like okay and my friends used to be like, just put it on your channel. I said, no, no, no. That is just me. But if I want to build to a brand, I want to start everything from scratch. Mm -hmm. So then I made Unapologetically Her podcast for YouTube. And that's when, whenever I have a guest, and I usually be like, okay, are you comfortable with recording? Do you want people to see who you are and get a better sense and a better connection with you? Let's record and put it up there. And that's how they came to be. Oh, I love yeah. it. And <laughs> I definitely understand because I was just telling you that I was listening to one of your episodes and you're making like an illustration with your hands. And I'm like, oh, I got to go over to the YouTube and look at what you're yes. communicating. So I love exactly. That. That's the thing. It's like when you have the visuals and I'm someone like as we're recording, you see, I talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> so that's sometimes a bad habit, depending on how you look at it. But I talk with my hands a lot. I'm very, in a sense, animated when it comes to certain things. So I tell people, I'm like, if you really want to see what this episode looks like, go and watch it. Like, as I was telling you before, I have an episode coming out next week with a friend of mine. And anyone who's going to listen to the audio is going to hear, like, these long, dragged out pauses. And they're not going to fully understand why unless they watch the visual. And you will realize she is trying to keep a straight face, whereas I'm over here dying of laughter. I am crying. I'm out of the frame because it's just that funny. And I'm like, if you listen to the visual, you won't get the full picture. <laughs> so yes, tell you, you, YouTube comes in clutch. And like mm -hmm. we said, not a lot of people have streaming platforms. They don't use SoundCloud. They might not use Spotify or Apple. Everyone, or I would say at least 95% of the world uses YouTube or some form of video streaming platform. So best way to get yourself out there, even if you don't post a visual, just post the audio on YouTube, it, you're still getting seen by someone. Take advantage of these free platforms. That's a really good piece of advice. What's another piece of advice you would give someone sort of going into the world of content creation? Definitely do your research and see what kind of content that you actually want to put out there. There's so many things you can talk about and create. Maybe you're good at math and you want to, you know, talk about finance and teach people like little math tips and tricks. Maybe you're a big fan of Harry Potter and you make like those fantasy novels and you want to talk about that. So do your research, figure out what, not only what the market is, but what you want your market to be. 
and then just go for it. Like for me, I'm like, what can I talk about? I'm like, I'm not big on the makeup and the fashion. So that's an, that. Nope. Doing my hair. My, my hair is stubborn. I can't be giving you like 15 different hundred styles every week. So that was a no. And then I'm like, okay, what else can I do? Can, I don't cook. So that is a hard no. <laughs> so I'm just like, hey, well, what can I talk about? And then I realized, well, girl chat. I used to have a segment on my main page, Natalie Nadine, where me and two of my homegirls, we used to have girl chats. One's older, the other one's my age. So kind of get like two different perspectives. And people used to love these videos. We covered cheating. We've covered personal growth. We've covered going after what you want. And I'm like, oh. And some people even said these videos helped them. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> like, I feel like we were talking nonsense for like a good half an hour to an hour. But hey, you know, snap, snap, kudos if it helped you. And I'm like, oh, this would be an interesting podcast. I can't call it girl chat because I feel like that's just too generic. But I'm like, this is something I like to do. I'm, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm one of those friends that people always come to for advice, to vent out their feelings. You know, I give you my two cents. Take it or leave it. That's up to you. But I'm like, maybe I can use that and turn it into something more. So you need to find what you have a passion for, what you feel like works for you and makes you stand out from the rest. And I know I was going to say, well, everyone's doing that. Everyone's doing that, but not everyone has your flow. Not everyone has your flavor or your vision. Not everybody has that. So use what you have, use your resources, use your knowledge, and just go for it. In time, you can transition, you can shape it, you can form it. But do your research, figure out what you want to do, and just go for it. There's no, there's no way I can tell you this is the exact timing. This is the exact thing to go into. We're all different people. You know, we all came from different mothers. So we all have our own, like, mindset. Just do it. That's my, that's my big advice. I love that because I think right now, like, YouTube and podcasts, like, it seems like everyone has a podcast slash mm -hmm. there is a podcast or YouTube channel for everything. But, yeah, you're right. No one's going to do it like you do. So. No one. Whether you have 12 subscribers, followers, viewers now, or you have 1,200, at the end of the day, as long as you're reaching someone, focus on that. Don't focus on the numbers. Don't focus on the views. Because there are people who have those views and don't have that connection, don't have that interaction. People are watching it probably just to know their business, not to really support. Whereas you have those 12, but people feel that connection. They feel that vibe. They're there to support you because they actually appreciate what you're doing. So don't focus on the numbers. Just, mm -hmm. just do it. And yes, everything's oversaturated. You think if someone told Rihanna, don't make a makeup line, and now look how that backfired on them. Mm -hmm. Right? If someone were to tell you, okay, well, don't be a teacher because there's like 10 other teachers out there. Like, does that make sense? So no matter what, everything is, in a sense, oversaturated. There's a lot of them out there. But it depends on what you bring to the table to separate yourself from the rest. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's my long-winded explanation to that. <laughs> I love that. So who are you trying to reach with Unapologetically Her? And 
what is your vision with your podcast? So who I'm trying to reach is the women of today's society. So my intro, empower, embrace, educate, you know, tackling all things urban pop culture, female related. My goal is to just tackle females of today, whether you're young or you're old, because we, I would say we, we're living in a society, but we've always had this role in society, in society where we've had to apologize for everything. Whether we need to or not, for some reason, women are always apologizing for how they feel. They're apologizing for the actions that they took. They're apologizing for X, Y, and Z. And I'm, and I'm like, but why are we apologizing? Right. If that's how you felt in the moment, as long as it didn't get you in trouble, it's not illegal, you have all rights to feel that way or do that, then don't apologize for it. If they're mad, let them stay mad. Mm-hmm. At, that, at that point, it's a them problem, not a you problem. But I feel like we're always in this position where we have to apologize and then, with, oh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I'm going to take that back. And then we have to live with that burden. We have to be stressed and, re- and think about, why did I say this? Why did I do that? Like, we're stuck. We're just, I feel like women have always been put into a box or a cage where you're not allowed to go past a certain limit. And I said, screw that. So from girl chat to unapologetically her, my thing has always been to reach women. If it reaches men too, more power to you. I love that. Like, come on, man, come and listen. But my thing has always been just to reach women and know that it's okay to be you. It's okay to have these feelings. It's okay to say what you have to say and not apologize for it. I've had people make a comment on the podcast and apologizing. And I'm like, I know it's not me you're apologizing to. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you apologizing for saying what you're saying? My ghost, like, speak it with your chest. Like, say it again. <laughs> speak up. They'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry for swearing. I'm like, it's no filter. Unapologetically. <laughs> no filter. I don't care if you swear. As long as you're not cussing me out, we're good. Right. Right? Like, just speak your truth. Own your truth. So that's that was my thing of what I want to do and where I've been trying to go with the podcast. I was going to follow up and ask, where do you see the podcast in 5, 10, 15 years? Mm. Oh, where do I see it? Oh, my gosh. You know what? I've always been that person to think very far ahead. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to me in five years? I need to have this mapped out. So if it was the old me, I feel like in five, ten years, I would want it on this big, huge platform, maybe have my own radio show, maybe have my own talk show. I've always said I want to be the next Wendy Williams, but a nicer version. We already, we all know Auntie Wendy could be a little shady. So I want to be the nicer version. So if I say that was like the main goal, I feel like to have it on a bigger platform to reach women globally. Um, if I'm thinking in the now, which I usually do, I just be like little by little. I just want to reach someone, whether it's in Canada, whether it's in the States, whether it's in the Caribbean or in Africa or Europe, little by little, I want the podcast to branch out. But five, 10 years, if I'm still doing it, if it's still generating the views and the likes and the comments and not in, not in a way for me to be famous or to be known, but in a way that it's been helping people and it continues to help, then I would want it on a bigger platform just to reach even more people. Who has been the most inspirational person in your journey? And especially 
just your whole mantra of I want to be big so that I can reach more people. I don't want to be big so that I get all the praise. I think that's really unique and like special. So has anyone sort of influenced that in you? Ooh. Oh, I would say a lot of people. I would say first when I say to reach big, I've always said I like the money. I don't want the fame. So that's always been my main thing. But in terms of people who, in a sense, are in the entertainment industry, I've always said my biggest influences, there's, my main one has always been Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. And one, here's someone who's, un- for the most part, unproblematic. She reaches a lot of people, but then she does it out of love. When she meets her fans, based on the interactions you see online, it's more so for the people than it is for her. She goes out, she does what she wants to do or does what she needs to do. She comes back home. You don't hear from her until a new album drops. That's the lifestyle I want. A next um, artist that I really look up to is Shantae Moore, where she talks about she sings because she loves it because God gave her a talent. Right? She doesn't strive to be famous. She just wants to share her voice. She wants to share her message. And if it helps someone then she knows she did God's purpose. So those are two of many people who I've seen where I'm like, I like where they, what they come with. I like what they bring to the table. They have a message. They have a job to do. They get it out there and they fade out. But their main mission is not to be recognized. They don't need the extra money. They don't need the extra fame. Like <laughs> Janet's up there. Like you have Janet, you have Beyonce. However, Janet's like, here it is. I want to help you. I want to do me. But then I'm a, you know, I'm a cut stage left. Right. So those, I would say, two people who I'm like, I like that style. Mm-hmm. It's not about here I am, love me, take me, this and that. No. As long as I can help you, that's all I want to do. But I don't want to be up in your face 24-7. So I would say those are two people right now. Well, not the only two, but the main two at the top of my head right now, where Ben have really shaped the direction of how I even form my podcast. I love that. And I think it really circles back to like the purpose that you had wanting to be a teacher and just mm-hmm. wanting to help people. Now you're wanting to teach people, but in a different way and outside of the classroom. Like, I feel like you just brought that full circle. And Right? I didn't even think about that. You go, you catch all. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've listened back to this podcast and I'd be like, ooh, I dropped some gems. I didn't even know. I you like really that. did. <laughs> I love it. absolutely everything you said. And thank you so much for Dude. coming on and sharing your wise words. Thank you. First of all, thank you for even having me on your podcast. Like, oh, oh my God, I feel so honored. Like <laughs> little old me, she was like, okay, sign me up. <laughs> Before we go, do you have a favorite book that you would like to share or recommend? Ooh, a favorite book? Right now, I'm about to start reading again, The Women Who Raised Me. Mm -hmm. So to give you a little backstory on that, I don't know, I feel like most, you know, children, Caribbean, African, once you're Black, you probably grew up watching Young and the Restless because of your parents and your grandparents. Right? I, I know. Everyone's listening to this and be like, yep. Grandma said, don't change the channel for that one hour. I know. <laughs> I was one of them. So 
So there used to be a character on this on the show way back in the day named Drusilla Winters, played by Victoria Rao. So in real life, she's actually, she was a foster child from pretty much infancy to the point where she was of age to leave the system. So as she got older, you know, she went to, she went to different homes, had different life experiences, and she wrote this book called The Women Who Raised Me, where she speaks about all the women who raised her, all the foster families she's encountered and she's lived with, how they helped shape her into the dancer that she became, into the actress, how she herself was shaped to be the mother that she is today and talks about her advocacy with foster care and with foster children and with diversity in the entertainment industry, especially in acting and in soap operas. Mm -hmm. So right now, that's the book I'm reading right now. And I read it years ago and it circled back and I'm like, I really need to read this again. So The Women Who Raised Me, Victoria Rao. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely have to go check that out. It sounds so yes, interesting. It is. It really is. <laughs> but thank you again for coming on. I loved everything that you said, and I was literally laughing the whole time. You're so funny. So thank you for I love your that. time. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime, anytime. It was my pleasure. And that concludes my episode with Natalie Maytine. I absolutely love this episode and chatting with her and I hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as I did. So make sure to go and check out her content. I will leave everything linked in the show notes and also the book that she just mentioned. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to leave a rating and or review and I will see you next time. Bye.